Say again, I shall be blessed in every areas of my life. Some of you are not saying it to you are farther back. Please let's adjust to the front. I don't want two people on or one single person on a row. Please, student there, move move to the front. Sit on the blue chair. Don't sit farther back. Come sit on the blue chair. On the blue chair. Don't sit farther back. Don't sit farther back. Praise the Lord. And I pray that the Lord will bless you in every areas in the name of Jesus. The example of somebody that the Lord has blessed in every area is Father Abraham. And that is Genesis chapter 24 verse 1. You know, every time the Lord gives us a picture about the possibilities of his blessing, we use that example to pray. We follow the example. Look at it. Now Abraham was old, well advanced in age. That must tell you that it was grace to live a good life. And the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. These are the testimonies of our covenant fathers. They will always confess that the Lord has blessed them. Father Abraham was blessed in all things. Father Isaac was blessed. He was blessed from one level to another level until the Philistines began to envy him. Father Jacob said the Lord appeared to him and blessed him. That was uh, in Genesis chapter 48 from verse 15. He said the Lord appeared to me and blessed me. Tonight, the Lord will appear to you and bless you. You will not only be blessed, you'll be blessed in every areas of your life. When we are talking about blessing of the Lord, we are talking about blessing without sorrow. Proverbs 10, verse 22. The blessing of the Lord make a man to increase. Another one says, make a man to be rich and does not add sorrow to it. Can you point to your neighbor and say, you'll be rich. And there shall be no sorrow in your life. You'll be blessed in every areas. In the mighty name of Jesus. Nobody will be qualified to pity you. You will enjoy your life to the fullest. In the name of Jesus. When we are saying that you are blessed in every area, we mean that you are blessed spiritually. You are sound. You are not just somebody that is toast by prophet or by prophecy. Or by dreams. You are somebody that understands your right from your left. You are not under wistful imaginations. Or doctrines of laws of bondage of people. That say touch not. Eat not. Do not. Do that. Do that. You do not feel somehow and begin to run eta scatter. You are somebody can say that I am a child of God. And stand in the middle of the night to pray. And effect a change. You don't allow the devil to have his way. Or for you to be a puppet to anybody. Because they claim to have spiritual authority over you. But you are sound. You know your left from your right. You are not just coming to church. You are somebody that is growing in church. You are growing. Your mind is active. Your spirit, you know, there are so many people today that are born again. But yet they are not growing. They just feel that what we are doing in the church is activity. They have been born again for the past 10 years. Even today, they don't know they are left from their right. They say, hey, we don't know what God will do. Uh, we don't know what God will do. They ask us to do it too. That's why we are doing it. It's because even though they are born again, they have refused to grow. So many people are like that. They cannot actually defend the faith and they, they cannot fight the fight of it. They are just at the same level for years. Having the form of knowledge but deny the power they are in. And there are so many believers like that in Nigeria. They run etaskata, run etaskata because they are never strong. And the Bible says it is those people that do know they are God that shall be strong 
and they will do what? They will do exploits. So when we are saying you are blessed in every area, we are talking about somebody that is blessed spiritually. Is blessed by impartation. Is blessed by spiritual understanding. Is blessed because he can stand the test of the time. He's not being tossed to and fro. You are not with prophet today. You are again with faith tomorrow. You are with that tomorrow because you don't know which one to actually turn. And you don't say, let me just do everything. I don't know which one will work. You are not like that. You are somebody that has your mind made up. Solid in the Lord. Able to understand spiritual truth. And I pray that spiritually the Lord will bless you in Jesus' name. You know why I'm saying this? I'm saying this so that you have your mind on it. That I can be blessed spiritually. That the way other people are praying and God is answering them, God can also answer me that way. I can stand in the gap. I can pray for my children. I can pray for my family. I can pray for my future. And I don't need to be afraid of anybody. Praise God. Are you hearing me now? Praise the Lord. Because there are some people that do not exist that that, that do believe that a Christian cannot exist without knowing Babaori, okay, Babala, no Babalata. You know, you have called all the Babas to surround God. Because you don't believe that Christianity is a reality and you can live it in a simple way. You complicate the truth of the gospel because you are not blessed spiritually. So you are running from mountain to valley, valley to mountain. Because every little thing that you see pushes you to them and they keep manipulating and manipulating you. Doctrines of men that does not guarantee freedom. People live in bondages. Somebody was telling me how they told her father-in-law to go and pour three million naira in the sea. Three million naira, and he, they know he had it. So if you can throw three million in the sea, if they now ask you that they need one million to pray for you, you'll be willing to give. The first test to like that. Go and throw three million in the sea. That's what the law says. And sheepishly he did that. And I know so many people have been duped like that. All manner of manipulations. Because people refuse to grow up. Refuse to understand. And be able to understand what God is saying. Even when they say they send God to you. You should send God to yourself. And say, ah, at least I know this God myself too now. My God can never say that. And if you have to say that, he will not say it through you. I know him more than you. Praise God. We are talking about blessed spiritually. And when I'm saying you are blessed spiritually, I'm, not, I'm also talking about peace and freedom. You have the peace. Perfect peace. Isaiah 26 verse 3. He will give them perfect peace. You have peace of mind. Peace over your future. Even though you cannot see it, but yet you have peace. You have peace over this year. You are not saying, ah, we don't know what will happen. You have peace because you know the one that determines what happened tomorrow. Are you listening to me now? solid peace belong to those people that have grown spiritually peace peace they are not just agitated because somebody is just speaking rubbish to them in the name of prophecy or in the name of superstitions they know what god can do and they know what god can never do are you listening to me now so peace belong to somebody that is spiritually mature and freedom also belong to somebody that is spiritually matured jesus said you shall know the truth and the truth will guarantee freedom. It will guarantee your freedom. Freedom in the night, freedom in the day, freedom of worship, freedom in relationship. That's what it means to be spiritually blessed. You have peace, solid peace. 
and nobody can shake your peace. You know you have peace. Your mind is solidly made up. And I pray you'll be blessed that area in the name of Jesus. So, financially, you are also blessed. You are not living from hand to mouth. You are hitting and you are having leftover. That is what means to be blessed. To be blessed does not mean to be borrowing. Because God has provision for prosperity. He has provision for your financial blessing. And you must attain that. That is what it means to be blessed. That is God's best for you. You must desire it. You must pray for it. You must reach out for that thing. The plan of God is that you live far above debt. And you live far above prudent business activity. Say, let him that still stone no more. But let him work with his hand so that he be able to hit and give to other people. That is the plan of God. The plan of God is that you are living a life of sufficiency. Because God is able to make all grace advance to you in all ramification, in all areas. So that you are blessed in the morning, you are blessed in the afternoon, you are blessed in the night. You are blessed at all times and you are blessed financially. God is able to do it. You must move there. You can't be a Christian 10 years ago and you are still poor financially now. It shows that you are not growing. Because third John chapter 3 verse 2 says that the Lord will bless you as you are so prosperous. I wish above all things that you do what? Prosper. Be in it. As your soul does what? Prosper it. Is your soul prospering? Then it has to relate to your pocket. If your soul is doing well, your bank account must do well. That's what he says. And you have to get there. There must be a correlation between your spiritual act and your financial health. Because spirit of God is able to teach you all things. The deep things of God. He's able to teach you hidden riches. And as you are learning from him, he's enriching you financially. Blessed financially. Are you hearing me now? Blessed in all areas also means that you are blessed. I'm not talking about competitive blessing. Competitive blessing is when we are comparing ourselves. No. I'm talking about all of us are living sufficiently well. Sufficiently well. We are blessed. In our home space. To choose the kind of life we want to live. To choose the kind of way we want to go. That is blessing. You are not a slave to money. But rather, money is a slave to you. And the Lord will bless you financially in Jesus' name. And the third area is that you are blessed in your family. You are blessed. Your children, they are like olive branches around you. They are doing well, making you happy. Your wife is doing well. Your husband is doing well. That's what you mean to be blessed. Not that you are fighting every day, boxing. That means you are not blessed in family area. Or you are arguing over issues. As you are blessed in every area, the argument should be reducing. Should be reducing. If you are born again for years and you are still arguing, it shows that you have not been blessed family-wise. The family should come to the extent that as you are growing, you begin to understand each other. Things become easier and you are understanding yourself and relationship is becoming sweeter. Not that after 20 years or 15 years, you are thinking about divorce and call yourself a Christian. You are not blessed that area. And I don't have any apology. For even pastors that go for divorce, it's so that they, are, they will be blessed oh, in other areas. Oh. But when it comes to family, they are not blessed. 
Because nobody goes to it without a pain in their hearts. Are you hearing me right now? So you have to desire all this area that I've mentioned. Blessed in every area. Your children must do well. Financially, you must do well. Spiritually, you must have peace and freedom. How do we get into this level of harvest? Number one, it is by trusting the Lord for it. We keep on looking to the Lord for all these horrent blessings. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7 to 8. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 6 to 8. Put it there. Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 6 to 8. Put it, read it from verse 5. From verse 5, please. From verse 5. Look at what he says. Thus said the Lord, cause me the man that trusted the man and that make flesh his arm, who is at the part from the Lord. Verse 6. Verse 6. For it shall be like the eat in the desert, and shall not see when good cometh, but shall have the parched places in the wilderness and in a salty land and not inhabited. Verse 7 now. Blessed is the man that trusted in the Lord, whose hope the Lord is. Verse 8, what happened? It shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spread out their roots by the river and shall not see when it come. This year, you will not see disaster. You will not see lack. You will not see accident. You will not see evil. In the mighty name of Jesus. Your ears will not hear it. You will not be going up and down. You'll be going up always. That's what the Bible says. And if the Bible says it, that means it's possible. He said, It shall not see when heat cometh, but a leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, year of farming, neither shall I cease from yielding harvest. Ah, what does that mean? When the Lord becomes your hope, the Lord becomes your focus, the Lord becomes your trust. The Bible says you are going to be blessed all throughout your life. There is no farming season. There is no economic season. All season, you are blessed. You will not see evil when it's coming. And it's not going to come near you because the Lord is your focus. The Lord is the one that you trust. You may have money, but you are not putting your trust in money. You have a good job, but you are not putting your trust in your good job. You have a good structure. You are not putting your trust in your structure. You are putting your trust in the Lord. The Lord is your focus. The Bible says you are blessed. You shall be blessed throughout your life. You will not see when famine comes because your trust is in the Lord. Number one way to eat fruit and to have harvest all the time is by living a life of trust. Father Abraham was blessed in nothing, yet the Lord commanded him to do something. And verse 4 of Genesis chapter 12, the Bible says, Father Abraham departed. A simple life of, I know if you say it, you can do it. That's what guarantees blessing. Stop analyzing God. Put your trust in him. And he will bring his prophecy to pass in your life. Stop analyzing God. Trust his prophecy in your life. And he bring his word to pass in your life. For blessed is she that believeth. For there shall be a performance. Those things are told out from the Lord. Put your trust in the Lord. When you don't know what to do, put your trust in the Lord. Let your focus be the Lord. At all time. Even this year. Let your trust be in the Lord. Because anyone that trusts in the Lord shall be like a tree 
beside waters. It will not see when evil comes. It will not cease from eating fruit. It will always be having harvest in every area of his life. Why? Because he's trusting the Lord. Every harvest will require trust. You must trust God for you to be blessed. I don't know why things are not working. They are not working because we have refused to trust simple, simple instruction from the Lord. God may not need to wake you up. He may just come for a church service like this and a word will drop in your heart. That's what it takes. Oh, I don't know how to be a businessman. You need to live a life of trust. It's as simple as that. What about if, I, if my money is gone? Your money will return. There's nothing like you can't be successful. And at the same time, you are doubting the leading of God. Some of you, you don't even believe that God can lead. And the problem you have is not because you don't have a skill. The problem you have is that you cannot even trust anybody, including God. Including God. Anything God says, even to your own heart, you say, maybe it is my mind that is telling me. Maybe it is not God. You know the reason why some people will not say God talk to them? is because they do not even trust themselves. Have you wondered that our covenant fathers of old, they don't speak in tongue. Yet, they will say the Lord spoke to Father Abraham. How was the Lord speaking to them? How did the Lord promise Solomon that he's going to make him worthy? Was he not in the night season in a dream? And he believed it was the Lord. They said the Lord appeared to them. You that you are born again, you are speaking tongue for years. How many times has God appeared to you? How many times have you quoted in your journal that the Lord said to me? And the reason why you have not heard his voice is because you have refused to trust him. Anyone that will enjoy affairs, that call himself a child of God, must exhibit trust in the Lord. Anyone that will exhibit trust in the Lord must speak his voice from his inner heart and say, I know God is telling me and I'm trusting him. Because when God gives you peace, it might be a sign that he's speaking to you and he wants you to just trust him. But you know what you want him to do? Give me a promise that it's not going to fail. God say, I'm more than failure. When I speak, that's success for you already. Just trust me. Just trust me. Trust and follow me. And you will yield fruit. Everything that God says to you, may the Lord give you special ability to trust him in Jesus' name. It doesn't matter how darky, how shaky, how slim, how bad it may be. Anytime God talks to you, may you have grace to trust him. May you not be an armchair Christian. They refuse to trust God. People like Thomas. Every time, every time in the life of Jesus, Thomas was so doubtful that they nickname him now the doubting Thomas. You know how I started exhibiting it. Jesus said, I'm happy that Lazarus died and I was not there. But I'm happy for your sake because you are going to see miracle. He says, sir, don't let us go there. It's okay, let me talk to you plainly. Lazarus is sleeping. He says, ah, if he's sleeping, he'll wake up. It's okay. Lazarus is dead. You know what Thomas said? Let us go and die with him. That means it is impossible for God to do it. That's what he said. But Jesus did not reply to him. Jesus, in the Koroko Heights of Lazarus, of, of Thomas, woke up Lazarus from the tomb. But when Jesus died, Thomas, the same person, said, Jesus cannot rise. He said, even if I see him, I will still have to touch the nail. Which one is more powerful? The maggot or the nail? 
I have to touch the knee. I have to be sure that it was the same person that he pierced. And Jesus appeared to him again and said, Thomas, come and touch my hand. I heard what you said in your secret place. He now said, my Lord, my God. And Jesus said, ah, it's because you have seen me and you have touched me that you have believed. Blessed are those people that will not see me yet believe. And you know he was talking about us. Because physically we don't have him here. But we trust him. And the Bible says that we are blessed. I promise that for you this month you will all be blessed. Because we trust him. Hebrew, uh, Romans chapter 11 verse 22 says we are joined to Jesus because of faith. The original Hebrew were caught away because of unbelief. He said if we also refuse to believe we shall be cut off. He said we should fear. Romans 11.22. Put on Romans 11.22. Behold therefore the goodness, the goodness and the severity of God. On them which fell severity. But towards you, towards the goodness. If thou continue in his goodness, otherwise thou also shall be cut off. We are joined to Jesus because of faith. We enjoy goodness because of faith. We enjoy affairs because of faith. We enjoy blessing because of our trust. The original Jew were cut off because of unbelief. They say they can never believe he's the Messiah. And today they were cut off. And it's like God is hard on them. Soft for us. Because we decide to believe him. The Bible says if we also decide to go on the path of the Jew. After we have given our life to Christ. And we refuse to believe him. We shall be cut off. This is the scripture it's talking to us that every goodness of God will only originate from a life of faith and trust. That's why I pray. God will give you the capacity to trust him. In the name of Jesus. Okay, number two thing that guarantee harvest of blessing is hearing about the gift of righteousness. Romans chapter 5 verse 21. Hearing about the gift of righteousness. He's like anytime you hear about it, your confidence is renewed. Each time you hear about it, hope come alive in you. Each time you hear about this gift, the blessing of God is real. You want to reach out for more. Look at what it says. That as sin at reign unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ. How does grace reign? Grace will reign through the gift of righteousness. You are believing God for so many things, but the biggest area to believe God is that God has made you righteous because of the death of Jesus. He became sin. Who knew no sin? So that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The more you hear about the gift of righteousness that God has given to you, the more you have confidence to pray. Because the righteous shall be as bold as lion. The more you are conscious of sin, the more you lose confidence, the more you lose hope, the more you use the ability to intercede and to receive things from God. It is the gift of righteousness that enables you to receive more from the Lord. Because all the blessings of God in the Bible, they are tied to a righteous man. Psalm chapter 5 verse 12, the Lord will bless the righteous. Surrounding with favor like a sheet. If you say you are not righteous, you are cutting yourself off some blessing. And you can't pray about prayer. I've said it several times. So you have to hear about the gift of righteousness. 
not about your sin. Not a, a lot of you, because you are believer now, you love anything that talk about sin. Ah, they don't talk about sin. Anytime you are talking about sin, you will get condemned. You do not make yourself clean by talking about sin. You cannot wash yourself clean by talking about sin. You can only be clean by receiving the gift of righteousness from Christ. The more conscious you are about the gift of righteousness, the more holy you become. The more holy, the more better you become. This, this looks like a mystery, but it's true. Isaiah chapter 64 verse 6 says, Our righteousness is like a vitri rag before him. We are all unclean. We can only be clean by his gift of righteousness. And once he cleanses us and gives us the gift of righteousness, he empowers us to be blessed. Romans chapter 4 verse 8. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute iniquity. Balaam could not curse the people of God because anytime he look at the picture of the Israelites in the wilderness, it will be picture of the cross. So the only thing he can see is Jesus. When you keep looking at Jesus and his righteousness over you, you will be looking at your blessing. Every causes will be turned to blessing. I know you love Isaiah chapter 4 verse 17. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Every mouth that rises up against you in judgment, you will condemn. This is what? Gift. This is the gift. This is the gift for the servant of the Lord. And their righteousness is of me. Is of me means their righteousness is from me. Their righteousness is from me. So because they are righteous by me, no weapon formed against them shall prosper. If you cannot be condemned, you cannot be attacked. You can't be a, You will live as if the devil does not exist. That's the way you live. That's the way you live. You are just above attack. Anyone you condemn is condemned. Are you hearing me right now? Please, make up your mind. Make up your mind that I'm going to hear about the gift of righteousness at all times. Please sit down. I'm going to hear about it at all times. My gift, oh. My gift, oh. My gift of righteousness, oh. My gift of righteousness. He made me righteous. He made me pure. He made me holy. I will receive more from him. Stop talking. You know, and I see a lot of people, they are so worried about their filthy garments that they overwhelm themselves with error. And at the end of the whole day, they now become nobody in Christ. We begin to raise all manner of mumus and babies. Why? Because only few of them can stand in place of prayer. They are always afraid. Fearful. Sinners are always fearful. Righteous people are always bold. Tell the demon to shut up. They will hear you. They will hear you. They will hear These signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. He did not say, these signs shall follow them that have grown up in Christ. When you believe that God has made you righteous, demon must obey you. You are automatically above principalities and powers. The reason why they are chasing you is because they know that you are weak. You don't believe that you are righteous. I said when I was pastoring my mother's church in Odiomu, old people's church, before I enter university, I say, every counseling that I had was counseling about bad dream. Every counseling. 
I had dream. Oh, I had dream. Oh, my son died. I had dream. Oh, my auntie died. I had. Dream. That's what they do. They, all of them. All the messages that you're hearing is dream. So one day I told them, all your dream, bad dream, send it to me. I said, the reason why the devil is attacking you is because you know you can't on them. He knows that we don't even pray about it. He knows. He knows it does not move me at all. It does not matter what he shows me. What moves me is the word. Not what I dream. I'm far, far above dream. Far, far above dream. Stop all this rubbish something. And he said, I said, yes. Word of God is more than superstition and dreams. And that is how the devil is toiling with so many people. Toiling with them. We toil with you in the day. With evil conscience. Pricking you all the time. Toil with you with dream that you cannot even imagine. Toil with you in dream that you cannot imagine. You must hear more about the gift of righteousness because death reigned through Adam. Grace will reign through the gift of righteousness. If you want grace of God to reign your life, you must hear about the gift of righteousness. So when you believe that God has given you the gift of righteousness, that favor will reign in your life and you have supernatural affairs. Okay, number three ways to be blessed in all areas is by the revelation of abundant grace. Romans chapter 5 verse 17. Those who that receive abundant grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life. You have to receive, and I've told you, to receive abundant grace, you need to hear more about the gift of righteousness because faith comes by hearing and by hearing about the word of life. When you are hearing the gospel of the gift of righteousness in your life, grace will be available to you in all ramification. Now, and number three way that guarantee affects in your life is a revelation of the abundant grace of God. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Verse 21. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the principle of substitution. I am crucified with Christ. Tomorrow is what they call Good Friday. What makes tomorrow good for us is because somebody took our place. But that was a bad Friday for Jesus. <laughs> but for you, every time you remember this Friday is what? And every Friday your life will be good. Anytime you remember that somebody took your place at the cross, then you are always very happy. He paid the price that you could not pay. He took your place in judgment so that you can take his place in glory and blessing. We can't forget it. This is what makes Christianity unique. Take this thing away from Christianity. Christianity becomes a religion. Somebody, an, an actress, I was telling my wife, by name, is in the paper. I can mention her name. She said, I have abandoned Christianity. I've joined Islam. He said, There is no difference. And her name is Aishat. Why would she be called Aishat? She said, I grew up in a Catholic or something, one church, and it was all religion. That is the way people feel. Religion is the same. The only thing that separates Christianity from religion is the gospel of grace. We are talking about substitution here. That somebody died for me. I'm not trying to defend Jesus that is better than Muhammad. I'm trying to say that this one was my substitute author of grace in my life. It's not an appeal. I'm talking about what somebody did for me. 
Look at what he says. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. Christ liveth in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and died for me. Jesus died for you. So, sir, sir, what is the meaning of this death? Proverbs 21. If he died for you, what happened? Proverbs 21. Galatians 20. I do not frustrate the grace of God. I do not frustrate it. It's the grace for substitution that somebody took my place in judgment and punishment so that I can take his place in glory. And God has to give you that revelation because I know some of you, even though the grace of God is available, you say, I want to carry my body alone. It's familiar. You know, they told us the story of a man that entered the fair coup. And they asked him to drop his load. And he said, no, I want to carry my load so that nothing will get spoiled. From Lagos to Ibadan. Anybody that does not take the gospel of grace, that somebody has carried. You are still carrying the pain that somebody has paid. You are frustrating the grace. Somebody has taken your place in punishment so that you can take your place in enjoyment. But you refuse. You say, no, don't you know my background? God punished background. What is background? When we are talking about somebody came for your sake. And if you have been the only person in the world, it will still have come and died for you. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 8 verse 9. For your sake. He became poor so that you can be rich through his poverty. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, nobody can question that. But for my sake, he became poor so that I can become rich through his poverty. Where? When was he poor? At the cross! Jesus was empty, no dress. He was despised. He was pitted upon. He was disgraced. He was humiliated. He died the most horrible death. On the cross, he became poor. He had no helpers. He had no defender. He was completely naked. On the cross, he became poor so that I can be rich through that grace. When we are talking about grace, we are talking about the death of Jesus for you. And some of you are still criticizing it. This grace gospel. There is no any other gospel except the grace gospel. Because the grace gospel emphasizes the principle of substitution. That somebody took your place in punishment so that you can take his place in blessing. And the more you are having revelation about what he has done for you, not performance oriented gospel, the more blessed you are in life. The more blessed you are. Was talking to one of my lecturers yesterday, and he said, At a time, I said, I'm not going to church again. I said, Why? He said, Because I grew up in a deeper life with a lot of laws in my family. Nothing was working, wasn't working for my father that was always going to deeper life. Nothing was working for my mother. And when I was growing up, nothing was working for me. So I was struggling, and I struggled until I entered school. And I started attending NIFES. I still struggle. And I came back. Started looking for a job. Nothing was working also. 
and I move up and down. It seems as if there was no helper anywhere. Nothing was still working. So I said, maybe I don't need to go to any church again because I'm confused. I said, you will always be confused when you are playing performance-oriented gospel and you have neglected the gospel of grace, what Jesus has done. And you are not free because you are under bondage of the doctrines of men. They call it doctrine, but it's actually a bondage to enslave you. Most of the doctrines that they write, that is just something to enslave you. Because you are not free. He said, eh? I said, yes, you are not free. He said, eh? I can see. I said, you better open your eyes. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. Romans chapter 1 verse 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. What is it? It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believes it. That's the gospel. Sir. That is what gives everybody power for liberation. The gospel. Has somebody paid the price? Yes, the price has been paid. Can I enjoy my, my blessing now? Yes, you can enjoy it. Why? Somebody has paid. I pray that God will give you revelation of the grace of Jesus. The more you have this revelation of grace, the more peaceful your life becomes, the more prosperity that you do not merit enter your life. The more. It's the revelation of grace. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. The gospel of Christ. What Jesus came to do. The goodness of Christ. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Unto wholeness. To everyone that believe it. Rise up on your feet. Rise on your feet. We are talking about blessed in every area. We are talking about the revelation of the grace gospel that Jesus has done. Raise your hands to heaven. Say, Father, load me with the revelation of grace. I want it. I want to know you. I want to know what you have done. I want to know the fellowship of your suffering. The impact of your suffering for my enjoyment. You have paid the price. I cannot suffer again. Lord Jesus, give me revelation of your grace. Let me know the price that you have paid. Let me know the fellowship of your suffering to my blessing. Lord, load me with the revelation of grace in the mighty name of Jesus. It's revelation of grace that guarantees blessing. It is the power of God. It is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believe it. Lord, give me more revelation of your grace. Let it work in my life like magic. Lord, I am not ashamed of the gospel of grace. I am not ashamed of what you have done. I do not frustrate the grace of God. If you have paid the price, I cannot pay the price again. God, you cannot punish me again for the sin Jesus was punished for. In the name of Jesus, I receive adequate revelation of the gospel of grace in the name of Jesus. Adequate revelation of the gospel of grace in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Open your eyes. There was a particular story in the Bible, Matthew chapter 22, how the Lord invited the unworthy into a wedding. And when they have seated and were eating, they saw a man that was not well dressed. Not in terms of his own uniform. In the wedding garments. And they asked him, where is your wedding garment? And he was speechless. That means the wedding garment was given. But this man refused to wear it. 
theologians can tear the truth, but you cannot remove the fact that when he was calling them, he was calling the unworthy. He did not invite the worthy people. When he invited the worthy, all of them gave excuses. Then he said, go to the highway and bring people that are not worthy. But when they enter, he gave them the gift of righteousness. He gave them something to wear. He said, wear is your own wedding garment. And the man was speechless. He could not say that one of fool me. Or they didn't give me. Or something happened. And he was thrown out. The more you hear about the gift of righteousness, the more you increase your confidence in Christ. Raise your hands forever. Say, Father, I receive grace to hear more about your gift of righteousness so that I can enjoy your blessing in the mighty name of Jesus. Until your ears are open to hear it, you cannot be bold in prayer. Lord, I receive ability to hear more, to hear more, so that your grace can reign in my life. I receive ability to hear more about your gift of righteousness. You, you can't borrow it. You just must hear it for yourself. You cannot. You must have it yourself. You can't be confident about it until you know it. Until you are aware of it, you cannot borrow it. You need your own understanding about the gift of righteousness for it to work in your life. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Now raise your hands over again. Say, Father, capacity to trust you. Even when I don't have full understanding, I receive it this month in the name of Jesus. Blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord. He shall be like a tree by the waters of by the rivers of water. His leaves shall not wither. Whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. Blessed is the man that trusts the Lord. He will not see when famine cometh, it shall be fruitful. All throughout the year, your capacity to trust you, I receive in the name of Jesus. Even when you talk to me, I receive ability to trust you. I will not be doubting you. I receive grace to trust you in the name of Jesus. I refuse to be the doubting Thomas. Lord, I'll be a man that believes your word. I believe it, no matter how simple it is. Grace to believe. Lord, I receive in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let's do the last one. Raise your two hands to heaven. Very well. Lord, bless me in every areas. Bless me in my finances. Bless me in my family. Let's make it specifically. Bless me spiritually with peace and freedom. For me, when you are blessed spiritually, you have peace and freedom. I want to enjoy peace and freedom. I don't want to be under any bondage. Bless me spiritually. Bless me financially. Bless me family-wise. Bless me in every area of my life. Lord, bless me. Just bless me. And give me peace and freedom. Peace and freedom this month in the name of Jesus. I want to be blessed in all areas. Bless me spiritually. Bless me financially. Bless me, Lord, family-wise. In the name of Jesus. Let your blessing be in every areas of my life. Bless me, Lord. Bless me. How will you believe that you are blessed me when I'm poor? I'm broke. I don't want to be broke, Lord. Bless me in all areas. In all areas of my life. I want to have solid testimony. I want to be blessed in all areas. Father Abraham was well advanced in age. And the Lord has blessed him in every areas. Lord, bless me in every area. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. In every area. Touch me and bless me. In my head, bless me. In my finances, bless me. In spiritual grace, Lord, bless me. Bless me in every area, Lord. 
Don't let me be lucky in any areas of my life. This is my month of harvest. Father, bless me in every areas. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Father, as we have prayed, let it be in Jesus' name. Help us to be blessed in every areas. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Oh, me.